Rashi's parasha, we have the Yaakovino gathers his, his children together before he passes away, and he basically gives them, uh, he plans to give them a direction in life. In one sense, he's telling them in the future, Rashi says, but that didn't work out. The Russian did not allow him to give them that clarity, but at least he gave each person their direction in life, what, how we saw, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, etc. So this is one place where you find this idea that a person, before he passes away, we would like him to give direction, and he gives direction to, to his family. So um, we'll call it a tzavah, an ethical will, a tzavah ruchanis, uh, I, I brought in. I want to start with this part. I brought in. There are multiple multiple uh, publications which quote many ethical wills which exist at least from the Jewish end. One of them is from the Tiferes Yisrael. The Tiferes Yisrael was was a relatively famous commentary on the Mishnah. Is was known as quite a broad based individual who had his mouth of secular knowledge, etc. He before he passed away, he wrote a tzavoy, an ethical will for his family. Um, it's uh, quite quite fascinating to read uh, how firm he was. <laughs> how, how he says, "I want you to be careful." Um, he gives introduction, and every mitzvah of the rice of the bone and any minute of Israel do not even move like like any a hair's breadth. Move away from any minute of Israel, even a hair's breadth. That's one thing that he writes. Um, then he continues and he says that if any individual ever asks, I give you, a, I give you a mitzvah, you, I give you a command. If any person ever asks you, asks you for help, any type of favor, even if it's an enemy, even if it's a, it's a, it's a non-Jewish person in the middle of the street, you do not refuse the re- request. Do as much as you can. You can't, you can't do the whole thing. You do part of it. You can't do anything. You try and uh, at least appease them, but not at that point. Do not get involved in any type of uh, any type of uh, uh, any type of disagreement, even in something which is who is going to be the rob, who is going to be the shaykhit. I want you to maintain peace, brotherly love amongst you. I, therefore, I give you a command that every chadish nisan and every chadish elul, or and um, everybody person has to send a letter to the other ones and w- wish them a good yomtiv. You have to send each other letters for each other's birthdays. And he lists all of the birthdays of all of the members of the family. If anybody has a simcha, so the person has to send each other a, a, letter, a letter informing everybody that, that it took place, and then they have to send back, everybody has to send, send back a letter of Mazel Tov. But the family should keep itself together. I don't know how far they were from each other. Um, then he talks about the person, make sure the person goes to Davin every day. And then he gets to a point where he says, I'm going to give you a list of things that if you, if you don't do these things, where you go over my tzivui, I want you to know I do not want you to know it as my child. You should not be referring to as bas pliny, whether written or somebody says, oh, you're the son of so-so. No, you're not. You're not my son, not my child anymore if you do these things. Don't call me Avi, don't call me Chami, my mother-in-law, I don't want that. Do not name any of your children after me. Do not come to visit me by to my kever. Do not come within dalad amos of my kever. And this will apply to my grandchildren as well. Okay. So what's his list of these things? It's get pretty intense. Um, I do not want you to allow your, your non-Jewish servants to buy anything for you on do, do any business for you on Shabbos. 
um, I do not want you to eat any, any drink any milk which was not a Jew was present there at the time do not eat any cheese which is green um, then he says if to the women he says you should not go um, even the mix of Saras or even if a little bit of your hair is uncovered he says you're done a person who, who, who shaves with, 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 with a razor, done, not interested. The only way you can come back in is if you make a shmoo in front of two aiden, two witnesses, that you no longer will ever, ever do this again, and then you can be considered part of my family again. Now, this is the Tiferes Israel, like the, the modernish of Tiferes Israel, they called them like this modern, uh, like, you know, this is pretty intense. This is also, this is like Litta, where. The, uh, when, when did he live? When did he live? He was after. Uh, um, at the end, end of the nineteenth, end of the the nineteenth century. So, and then he, then he says a person on Shabbos should not eat a large large meal. Should be able to enter the Shabbos, um, being 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 you know, hungry. So you, you'll enjoy the meal, the Shabbos meal. Before you go take your shower, make sure that the table is set and every Shabbos. You should never be, never have chaos. Gaiva. This is one of the things also that you'd have to not no, run no, 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 You should never walk around with a with a, a scowl on your face. You should always greet people with with a, with a, with, a, with a bright a bright face, a bright countenance. Um, you should, but even so, you understand there's some people that you know, that's not necessarily the group crowd that you should hang out with, etc., etc. Um, I want you to learn every single day in the first year at least something for my safer etc so that's I just I found it fascinating the, the intensity of the, of the tzivoy he's giving that tzivoy okay uh, let's move into the area of a legal uh, legal will um, so we have a, the, the Torah delineates an order of, of, of inheritance what each person is supposed to receive the Torah is very clear about it etc we spoke about last year Parshat Vayeshev um, is it proper to ch- change? Can, can a person give preference to one child over the other child? And the, we found that, that, that the Chachamim actually discouraged that. They do not want you giving preference to one child over another child, etc. The Torah says clearly you cannot take away the, the, double, the double inheritance that a firstborn is supposed to get, that you cannot, cannot take away. You cannot take any of the children which are born later and give them the same status as the, as the, as, as the firstborn. Where's this from the Torah? Um, this this is found in two places. It's the beginning of Parshat Kitzay. You cannot give preference to a later child over which you happen to like better over a that's the, the preference. Before. That's different than the double portion. What? That's preference. That's talking about that's talking about that. They're talking about the double, the double portion. The source of not giving any any preference is uh, actually the story of Yosef. That, that, that Yosef by giving by giving by Yaakov giving a preference to Yosef it created this whole family dynamic which was not healthy so the Morris says in Shabbos in the first parak, to never um, give a preference to one child over the other children because that will look at the results but is it aside from the Bechor well the Bechor the Torah says you're not doing it the Bechor right. right that's a preference now um, the, the Gemara discusses in the, the Gemara and Boabasha discusses there's a separate issue of taking inheritance away from the family giving it to somebody who's not part of the family at all that's a separate issue that, that's in the Gemara which Gemara says you cannot do um, 
So if a person wants to come along and he wants to give directives, what's supposed to happen with with his property? So let's. Do not have time to cover everything, as usual. But um, a few things. So if a person wants to take part of his part of his of his estates and leave it to charity. So the more actually the more actually discourages that. The more actually discourages that, the more it says, the more discusses taking your items, giving it away to, to, to Hectish, to the base of Mikdash. The more it says it's not proper to take it away from your children, even to give it to the, to the Hectish. That being said, there is a. Chabad um, Chaim um, talks about this. The Shachar Harab talks about this idea of a person who says, that's very nice, but I, I am concerned about my what, what is going to be my status of myself after I pass away in the world to come. And I want to make sure that part of my money is given over to Stalker. So he's doing it not to take away from the children. He's doing it to protect, to protect himself, to help himself. So it says, since he's doing it for the type of asthma, as long as he leaves a significant amount for the children, he can do that. Um, so, number one. Number two, the, the, uh, the uh, Geshachayim adds another twist. We find accounts of a person who stole something. Um, and he's not sure who he stole from. He stole from the, the community, etc. He's not sure he should do something for the community, and this way it'll give benefit to the community. Some benefit will accrue back to the individuals that he's taken, that he's stolen from. So a person has that situation, which who, it's hard to say that we, we're not always, you know, maybe at some point I've, I've, I've taken advantage of something which I didn't have a right to. You know, if you want to get really, really, you know, involved in that. So he says that the, my goal over there is, again, to, I need to address my needs. So again, that would be his argument that, that a person could do that. Okay. Um, beyond that, the idea of dividing, we said really we would prefer that they should follow the rules of the Torah, how to, how to divide. But if a person has that doesn't want, sometimes says, you know, I want to address specific items. I feel if I give a directive, who should get what, um, that'll be remove potential for any type of disagreement amongst the children. So that's you know, hopefully that's true. Sometimes you, give it, you should give it good thought. If it's something that's extremely valuable, you might be better off. Direct, giving a directive beforehand, you might be better off not giving a directive beforehand, depending how you how you decide that. But assuming that you've come to that decision, um, so you have a few options. So the first option is that a person could give him a ton. Person, could, I can give my, as long as I'm alive, I can give away my items any way I see fit. I can give them away. But you need to, you need to do some type of an active kitchen. You, you actually have to acquire it. It's not just enough to say it. Uh, there's one exception when a person is on his deathbed, but that's an, that, that's the general case. A person's writing a will. He's not in that situation. So a person's writing, the, just writing the will, just saying it alone would not, would not be sufficient. If a person writes in the will that he's writing this because he wants this to, because this is, because he's concerned he's going to pass away soon, etc. If he writes that's why he's doing it, that's called Tzava Machas Misa. And the more says, It's a mitzvah on the children to, to fulfill the father's wishes. It's, it's, not, it's not a Kenyan of its own. It's not, it's not automatically given. But so if a kinya wasn't done, the fact he wrote it, it would be, it'd be incumbent upon the children to respect the wishes of the father. That's only true if it writes the language of, that in the language of the will, like he said, I'm in mitzavah you, I'm commanding you, or due to the fact that I'm passing away, I want this to take place. She's mitzavah machlas misa. So the... But barring that scenario, so a person would have to do a kinyan with each individual for any items that he wants wants to give away. So that's if you're talking about a specific item. Let's say you're talking about you want to change the portion, the the, the, the amount, and he should get X amount of your property. That will work, oh, and you'll do a kinyan with him that only works for the property that you own at the time 
that you make the arrangement. It doesn't work for any property you're going to get in the future. So whatever, if a person right now owns a million dollars in assets and he wants the division to be, um, he should get a, a, a third as opposed to a quarter, whatever the number is, he does a kinyan, he'll get a third of that, of that one million. Meanwhile, before he passed away, he acquired another five million. He doesn't have any rights, special rights, those extra five million dollars. He has no special rights in that. Does that apply to the appreciation of assets? Like, you know, it's the same object, but it's just worth a lot more money now. If he gave a specific a- a- item, so then it would, um, it's, would the fact that it appreciated would not make a difference. If he just gave a general statement, you're getting a right to get a, a third of the property, it would not, would not, the value going up. We, anything which he actually owned at that point in time, he got a Kenyan in. The fact that the value went up wouldn't affect it, wouldn't diminish his rights to it. But anything which he acquired afterwards, it wouldn't work for it. Okay, um, so, the, the, that, so this is a limited type of an approach because it, you know, a person's writing it, he might live another 10 years, 20 years, and what's going to happen with it, keeping track of which property was there then, which property came later, it's confusing. So there is an approach which they developed at the time of the early acronym addressing the, the giving an inherit, person wanted to give an inheritance to his daughters. The Torah does not give inheritance to the daughters. The daughters have rights for support, etc. They don't get actual inheritance. Um, and they came up with an, a way to, if a person wants to give inheritance to the daughters, what, what, what is a way to do it? Now, the, the custom then was they would, do it, they would give a, a daughter a half of a portion of a son. That was, so the, 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 the vehicle was referred to as Shtar Chatzi Zohar. A star to give her half of the rights of a, of a, of a, of a male. And you could do a star coolers offer, which is what nowadays many people do. They give all the all of the children they give equal portions. Um, so if you do, but, but the, the logic behind it is the same. Um, if you don't do this and you don't have a valid support, a person wants to say, "Well, uh, but I, ha- I have I have a legal will." Is that binding in any way, shape, or form? So based on the fact that the American di- the American government will support it. Um, in other words, dinam Can we apply the rule of dinam to to solve the problem without getting involved in any fancy types of stories? Um, most places can hold that we cannot. There's a Rashford which was asked this question. He says, since the Torah gives a very specific delineation of how to divide up Yerusha, dinam will not override that. So you cannot use dinam to override that. And therefore, if that's true, if when a per- the f- father passes away and he leaves a son and a daughter and the father left the division should be 50-50 between the two children say if the son willingly gives that portion to his sister that's not a problem it all belongs to him and he gives it to her willingly but if he, he refuses and they would go to court and court would enforce the will so the daughter is considered a, ga- a-, a goslin she has everything she has she does, not, does not belong to her it's not it's, it's gazela or let's say that the, the boy is, is a cotton he has no power to be Michael until he becomes a goddess. Even if he's, he's agreeable, it has no status being, being agreeable. So the, the daughter would take the property, it would be considered Xalem. So therefore, it, would, it, it makes a lot of sense to try and use this other vehicle to do that. So how do they do it? What do they do? They came up with the following uh, thought process. So there is a concept in a law called that, that a person can admit. That he, and we accept if a person, if I admit I owe somebody money, I say, you know, I brought a thousand dollars, you I owe you a thousand dollars. So that's valid in Allah. That's valid in Allah. The more says, let's say we know that you don't really owe a thousand dollars, but I go in front of the two witnesses, or go in front of the best, and I say I owe a thousand dollars. 
and I and I make an admission. So more so that also works. That's a concept called Kenyan Udisa. I can be, make somebody own something through the process of admi- of admission. Even I know we know that it's not true. Uh, the more I suggest this, the more I have a scenario where the more I suggest this is a case of a person who was a gear, um, and he had, lived, he had lived with a Jewish woman, they had a child, and then he became a gear. So luckily, that he, there's not really a connection between the two, but really he raised the child as his son. Um, the problem is when he, when he dies, I mean, he, had no, he had no other children, so the ruler's property of a gear, when he dies, becomes after him. So he wanted to make sure that his son would get this biological son, who wasn't his halachic son, should get the property. The solution was, he wanted to kinyan Odisa. So the more I said, that's the more present, presents his concept. He says, I mean, Moira, that all these things belong to my son. Well, they belong to the son. They belong to the son. He admitted it. Right? So nobody can take it. So that's kinyan Odisa. So I can do kinyan Odisa on, on an ownership. I can also do kinyan Odisa on a five. So if I write, so I'm admitting, go to Bez and I admit, I owe somebody $10 million. I owe $10 million. It's enforceable in court. And Allah, in Bez, and that's enforceable. In the case of the Gemara, we knew for sure that it wasn't the sons? The worst case was Isra Giyura and, right. and Ramar Barucho. Ramar, but we, it, we knew for sure, there was no question, that it didn't actually belong to the sons. Yeah, was yeah, right. That's the more, so that's called Kenyan Adisa. So it's the more Barabas and Kufman test. So, um, so we have, we have this fascinating idea. So I said, let's use this to our advantage. Let's use this to the advantage. And let's, say, let's go to one of, the, one of the people who you would like to receive part of the, of the, of the Arusha. Um, and write up a, a, a document um, saying that, you know, or a star which, with, with, with cyber witnesses that you are admitting that you owe this person a large sum of money way beyond all of your assets. So now you owe this daughter that you're, you, you, know, you want her to get for you, you, you write, you owe her $10 million. Your assets are $5 million. Right? right? So there's no question. And you, never, you, you don't really expect to get to win the lottery. And then you feel confident by the time the person passes away that the amount of the admission of, the, of, the, of the, this indebtedness will be greater than his whole estate put together. Now we go to the, you add a condition. And you say, if the members of the family adhere to the delineation of how you want, if you wrote up in the, in the will, you would like to divide the, the, the assets, this indebtedness is null and void. If they do not adhere to what it says in the, in, in the, in the, in the, the star, then this, this indebtedness is valid. And she could come collect as a balchayv from all of the property that the brother would get. So she gets either because they agree to it and they don't have to go through the whole process of collecting, or because there's an indebtedness over here which is valid in Allah and she has a right to get the property. So either she would be guaranteed to get her property. If you have multiple daughters, you would do this with each one of the daughters in such a type of an arrangement. So that's the, so that was the more the this is an idea introduced by the earlier friend that they, they, they there's a separate Nachashiva. Nachashiva um, is three hundred years ago and he was the, the, we have the, the, the safer which lists all the different types of stores, documents that they used to use, the ksuv, etc. He lists the star, star chatzizachar already in his time. And he would, he would you know, list them and he would have notes on how to write, make sure you write it properly, etc. And so all the details. You have, you have to write a separate one for each child? Right. So each person that you, where you want, I mean, theoretically you could do it to one and you, once you say everybody has to adhere to, I could do it 
there's some prices I can do it to somebody who's not part of the group. And I said, listen, I'm, I'm, committing, I'm committing myself to owe to executor X who's not part of the, uh, of the, the inheritance. And he'll get everything unless you guys agree to X. Uh, you can do it that way also, but the, 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 there's some there's some issues with you know there's actually a machloekas. It's better to do somebody outside of the group, or inside the group. You know, you're giving inheritance. How do you make a condition? If it's an admission that you, if the kinyan is by admitting I owe the money, how can like you any, any I can make it. I can make it. I'm, I'm saying I admit I owe this person X on condition that Y is true. It's like any tonight. How do you make tonight? I'm just not understanding what, what admission means. This is not a factual type of thing. It's a kinyan. It's true. It's, it's a kinyan. Okay, it's a um, new case. It's a new matan. Or it's like it, a new, it, it gets a lot, but it has the power of a kinyan. Yeah. Through admitting, I, I, you, you, I, I, you now own something. I can make, I make making conditions on your ownership. So you can really use any kinyan for them. So but you can't use any Kenyan, you know, on a choy. How you create it? I can't. Well, I, I can't pick up the indebtedness. There's no indebtedness. Handshake or how No, right. So, so would this work for objects he does not have yet? Yes, because what you're doing is you're not being mocked of the property to them. You're being mocked of this choy to them, which is when he passes away. There's this debt, and they and they owe the debt, so they have to address the debt. And there's a way to not not have to address the debt. So that's all you have to do, right? So that's that is now. The, so you would, you would write your regular will, legal will, with you know, you know, consult it with, with what's considered proper division according to the, what you know we would we would suggest, knowing the, the, the children, etc. With consultation with the lawyer, with the rub. Now you have your then you would write this, which basically forces them to enforce the will. That's with that, that in a way which. And if they don't, the, the other person really has a lot of rights to it. So you're not there's no Xale involved in. So they're they're guaranteed to, to get have wherever they take, they're taking in a way which is proper. Okay. So that is they suggest a way to do it, and that's really the best way of doing it. Okay, let's hold it here.